This presentation is from UX Australia 2018, held in Melbourne. For more presentations, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. How's it going? Uh, my name is Vinny. Uh, my talk today is going to be on Get Over Yourself. If you're drinking a coffee today, there's a pretty good chance I've hand stamped it as well. Um, and that's not a joke. So, hope you're enjoying those. Um, I guess to kind of describe what my talk is actually about, I think this quote is a really good way of summing it up um, from Sinova. So, our job as designers isn't to transmit, it's actually to connect with other people. Um, it's somewhat ironic that I'm transmitting that on a stage. Um, but this is a conference, so it's a slightly different um, scenario. And this is really just a reflection of some of the things that I've found from my work in the last few years and just thinking about what actually helps me to be successful at work. So in the job before I was working at the minute, I was working in a startup where we had about 20 people in the one room. And really, all we were trying to do was build a product and get some money. We'd spent lots of money, and it was time to just get some money. And that was actually a relatively straightforward thing to do because you came to work and you just knew that you needed to build something. And it was also pretty easy to, the, to measure the success of that as well. Moving into working for a company like MYOB, which has got over 1,600 people, we're an international company, so a lot of the people that I'm actually working with are based in New Zealand. And added on top of that, some of the stakeholders I'm dealing with in the product that I work on are actually in the US, they're in Russia, they're in Norway, and they're in Germany as well. So I guess what I'm starting to find is that I completely change how I actually define success at work. And for me, it's moved from kind of just building stuff to actually the way that I interact with other people and the way that the teams that I'm working with are actually working as well. And that's something that at a startup, I probably didn't have the luxury to think about. But now I've really had to redefine what, what does it actually mean to be successful at work. So really, just what I want to talk about today, I've got three things that I want to mention. I was going to talk about seven, then I was going to talk about four, and then 10 minutes is not that long a time. So <laughs> it turns out we're going to do three. So the first one is this idea of do more, say less. So I'm going to, I'm going to think back to when I was working in an agency, and I'd be wheeled out by the director into a client meeting, and he would be like, here's our UX guy. Here's the guy with all the ideas. And I kind of, I actually kind of loved it at the time. I was like, yeah, I am the UX guy. Yeah, I do have heaps of ideas. And I come up with all these different ideas. What I actually found was that when it came to it, we didn't actually make anything good. So I'd have all these great ideas, but they'd never actually get executed in the end. And it just started to wear thin after a while, and it wasn't really all that much fun. And I was reading something recently by this guy, Derek Sivers. Um, if you don't know who Derek Sivers is, um, you're going to get some value out of my talk, no matter what I say, because he's an awesome guy. So you should go and look him up afterwards. But I used to think that I was the ideas guy. Um, I came across this thing from Derek Sivers where he says that good ideas are important, but essentially ideas are just a multiplier of execution. So what's actually a lot more important than just having an idea is that ability to execute it. How many people come up to you and say, oh, I've got this awesome idea for an app, and because they know that you somehow work in tech, that you can probably make it for them. They don't know what I do, clearly. Um, but really what Derek does, he talks about a little formula, which I'll not bore you with the numbers of it. But essentially in his formula, he says, look, you can have an OK idea, and you can execute it really, really well. And that's actually more valuable than having an awesome idea, which you don't execute that well. If you don't know your math symbols, the one on the left there is the, the, the better one. Um, second thing I'll talk about is just embracing feedback loops. So there's kind of two parts to this. First part is just 
being positive, just giving positive feedback, it's actually, it's not a good thing to hold back positive feedback. So if you've got the opportunity to make someone's day by saying awesome job, then it's essential that you actually go and tell them they did an awesome job on something. It makes you feel good, it makes them feel good, it makes everybody feel good. Also important to consider context though. So a LinkedIn auto message that says congratulations on your one year at NYOB isn't the same as like walking up to me in the kitchen and saying, hey Vinny, awesome job on that project. So context is really important there as well. As well as actually giving people feedback, if we wanna get better at what we do, we also wanna make sure that we're seeking out feedback as well. So recently I did a class at, um, or I taught a class at General Assembly um, a couple of months ago. Um, at the end of the class, they give everyone this form on the left along with the comments field. I'm not going to derail this conversation and talk about what I think about MPS as a measurement. Um, but let's just say I got 30 people in my class and I basically got 15 responses and a bunch of numbers out of 10. I think I had one comment in there and that's all I had. And I finished the class going, well, how do I make it better for next time? I've got absolutely nothing to go on. Fast forward to the next day where I'm at the pub after work. Um, that's a beer, it's a Guinness. Um, I don't drink Guinness, but it's way easier to draw than a normal beer. And <laughs> for those of you that are wondering where the hell I'm from, it's also a hint at that as well. So basically, I was at the pub the next day, I ran into somebody um, who was actually at my class, and I was like, oh, hey. It was kind of awkward, because I forgot his name, but we got over that one pretty quickly. And then we just had a, we had a really good chat. And after about 20 minutes, it was like, oh. It kind of transformed the whole interaction. So we had a couple of beers. We were kind of transported from this different context that wasn't the classroom. And suddenly, he was able to give me all this really valuable feedback. And we were able to have this really genuine conversation, which was just not something that we could do in the classroom. So I think this idea of asking for feedback is really, really important. But it's also consider the context that you're getting the feedback, because that's going to change the results that you get back as well. So last thing I'll reflect on is don't take anything personally. Um, and that also includes success as well. Um, I've been doing a lot of reading of um, sto stoic books recently. So there's like about a million quotes I could have used for this. Um, but I picked this one, which is, we should always be asking ourselves, is this something that is or is not under my control? So there is this idea in psychology of this locus of control. So if you've got an internal locus of control, you believe that you make things happen. If you've got an external locus of control, you believe that things happen to you. So as an example, let's say I do a test and I score really well. If I've got an internal locus of control, I say, hey, I was prepared for that test, I did my studying, and that's why I did well on that test. If you've got an external locus of control, you maybe say, oh, I got really lucky, the questions were kind of, they just fell in my favor today. I was really lucky with that. So I think as designers, if, <laughs> I think it's really critical for us to have this internal locus of control, right? Because what's the point in us doing what we're doing if we don't actually think that we can make things better and that we can make things change? But I also, also think it's really important to reflect on the fact that things are going to happen that are going to be out of our control. And we need to understand that no matter what we do, we can't plan for, for every eventuality at the end of that. So you do control your own destiny but you only control your own destiny to a certain degree. Um, and I'm going to, um, I've quoted one of my colleagues here who's actually not here today, and he doesn't know, so that'll be a fun surprise for him later. Um, but chatting to one of my colleagues, Nick, who's moved from being a designing practitioner into a managerial role, so he's a design manager now. And he was telling me about his kind of idea of, in his head, a designer used to be like this architect. It was someone who kind of crafted things to perfection. 
But he's kind of shifted his analogy as he's become more of a design leader into this idea of being a gardener where you can only really plant the seeds, and yes, you can be a good gardener, but there's some element of control that you have to give back and kind of see what happens. And I think it's a really nice analogy to tie in, control, to tie in with all of this, which is that we shouldn't be taking things personally. All we can do is make sure that we lay the groundwork and allow the opportunity for good things to happen. And I guess the, the last kind of thing I'd like to reflect on and just, just leave here is this tweet that I came across a few months ago from Joel McClure. Um, and I know that the, the workplace that I work in, I would love if I could do a better job of doing these things every day. But just imagine working in the kind of place where this is what people were thinking about every single day. And I think that's something that we should really strive for um, as designers and as people as well. This doesn't just apply to design. And yeah, that's it. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this presentation from UX Australia 2018. For more presentations, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.